I'm Kate Daniels. Adoption is such an important part of life. Families are enriched. Children are blessed to find a forever loving family. Today, we will learn about a wonderful international adoption program. Elizabeth McGinnis serves as an international services coordinator for Bethany Christian Services Global China Adoption Program. She's done that since 2011. Today, she's with us to share more about the special program. It's called Bamboo Project. Elizabeth McGinnis, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome, and I am so looking forward to some really important insights that we need to share with our community and, and the world at large. And certainly we've, we have a little bit of awareness of Bethany Christian Services, but maybe you would like to give us just a quick overview before we get into a very special project that you are working with and that we uh, touched upon just a couple of months ago here. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, Bethany was initiated, um, founded in 1945, so we have been around for quite a while serving children and their families, and we do a lot of different services, um, including domestic adoptions, foster care, international adoptions, um, so international social services that we do, um, including like foster care and family preservation in other countries as well. So we have been working hard to do a lot um, around the world to really make a difference for children and their families. For a very long time. And we know that in our local community here in Washington State, Bethany is quite a presence. We have quite a number of locations in our own state. So I think that that speaks well for, well, both the need and for the response in this area that we have so many locations. Yes, absolutely. We have a, a wonderful team there in Washington, and we are excited to work with them and hopefully to help find some families for children in Washington. So the thing is, you, Elizabeth, are working on a very special part of the adoption process with Bethany, and that is something called the Bamboo Project, which sounds very intriguing, very interesting. So Please give us some insight on this, and let's really get into some depth. Yeah, the Bamboo Project is an initiative within our China Adoption Program, and it is specifically for children who have Down syndrome. And we realized that there were a lot of children in orphanages in China who did not have families to love them. Um, Obviously, there are children with many, many different needs, but children with Down syndrome particularly were a group of children that were not typically being made available for adoption, so they didn't have a lot of options. So we reached out to one of the orphanages that we have a relationship with and asked them to make those children available for adoption if there were children who were in need of families in their orphanage with Down syndrome. And they did that and sent us um, initially 14 files, and that was kind of the, the birth of the Bamboo Project. So these are children, Chinese children, that are in an orphanage because they have been abandoned by their parents or has something happened to the family and the children end up in the orphanage? There are a wide variety of reasons that children come into the orphanages in China. Um, Many of them are coming to the orphanage because their parents are not able to care for them. A lot of families are not equipped to care for kids with special needs like Down syndrome. And there's some kind of cultural and social stigma 
against individuals with disabilities in China as well, and so some families just don't feel like they're in a place to be able to parent their child. There may also be other children who do have families who have passed away or who are very ill and not able to care for them too, so there can be a, a large number of reasons. and. The way that the kids come into the orphanage because they're abandoned, we often just don't know what a particular child's history was. Okay. And there is a part of this where we in America have thought that adopting overseas was going to be a simple process or a needed process, that there was a lot of adoptions happening in the Asian countries. But that's really been curtailed a lot, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, there used to be a lot of adoptions. China is still one of the primary countries for international adoption, but the numbers have gone down significantly over the last years from all countries internationally. But here is then a very special need, and I'm kind of looking at if we are in the mindset of adopting, that we would really be having open hearts to wanting to take in a child who really is not going to find that loving forever family. Absolutely. That is is our goal with this project is to raise the awareness, to let families know that these children are there, and to also just share the joy that these children bring to their families. I think Down syndrome is still very scary for a lot of families, even here in the U.S. Um, we have a lot of resources available to help raise these children and to help them be everything that they can be, but it's still a very scary need. And so we're really encouraging families to learn more about Down syndrome, to understand the realities and not be sidetracked by all the misconceptions and myths about these children and to just open their their hearts and their homes up. And I know that there's been so much greater awareness and we do see situations both just in our own community, in our own neighborhoods, but even, you know, seeing some of the actors on TV who have Down syndrome and are able to really have these very just kind of what I'd call, in quotes, normal life, but kind of the more typical life that any child or young adult would leave. Yes, definitely. We're seeing there are so many resources out there to support individuals as they get older and to live independently. And these children really can grow up to be productive adults. They can have jobs. They can um, be in relationships. You know, they they are fully able to function um, as as adults with the right supports. Exactly. And is that something that perhaps is making an impact in China as they see that these children are being adopted in the U.S. and the kinds of lives that children just in general here with Down syndrome are able to live? Does Is that making an impact with them? That is our sincerest wish, and we are seeing that there are some changes being made. Um, we have really kind of use this project to show that these children are loved by their families here in the U.S., that they can grow and thrive, and we want to use that as an example to to the Chinese people, to the Chinese government, that these children are able to to really, oh, they're just wonderful kids. They, they bring a whole lot of joy to their families, and um, they they are children who can be raised 
in a family. They don't need to be placed in an institution. And as you talk about these loving children on your website, I saw that there were some pictures with stories about the children. And as I read about how loving and, and just a very uh, cuddly and and just desiring to learn that they are. I thought that it, I've heard that kind of in general with Down syndrome children that they are just very innocent, much more innocent it seems in a way than children typically are, and, and just so loving. It, it, has that been your experience, Elizabeth? Yeah, and I think a lot of our of our families who have adopted these children will just tell you how how much joy they bring to their families, how loving they are. Um, they, of course, are children, and any child is going to be a handful at some time. Um, but yes, I mean we've they've we've had so many families that have come home and just said that that their children have adapted really well, have adjusted, and are getting along with the family very very well. So, is there a sense of these children with Down syndrome maybe adjusting differently then? Or really, are they just being children and fitting into a family? I really think they they adjust very similarly to our other children. They, they come in, they learn to be part of a family just due to their needs. They are going to have some things that they may not be able to fully understand as quickly as other children just due to some of the, the cognitive differences in their functioning. But they they come home, they are thriving in their families and doing really, really well. And that is so wonderful, beautiful to hear. So you were mentioning this project is very new. It was 2013, actually, that the first children were made available for adoption. Is that right? Correct. So okay. July 2013, we received the first 14 children for the project. And were all 14 then adopted? 12 of the 14 have found families now. So we have met with amazing success. And the children, of course, stay in China until the time that they are actually adopted. Correct. Each family travels to China once they have the approval of the U.S. and Chinese governments to complete the adoption and bring the child home. And how long a process is this, Elizabeth? The process can go quite quickly. Um, Most of our families, if they're ready to just jump into the paperwork and stay on top of everything that they need to do for the process, we can typically bring the children home in about 12 to 15 months. And I know that sounds long for some yes. families, that that can still be a, a intensive process, but um, for comparative to a lot of the other inter-country adoption programs right now, that's really quite quick to bring the children home. And it seems like a daunting process, but I've never looked at adoption. Is this something that parents come into with some knowledge, or is Bethany just making yourself available and and walking with the parents through this? Yeah, we have families come in with varying degrees of knowledge of the process and understanding. Some families may know other families who have adopted. Some families come in and this is completely brand new to them. And that is what our team is here for, to help explain the process, to make things as clearly as possible, to walk beside families through the process and help make sure that they, they know what's going on and what needs to be done when. And we really are, are here to ensure a very smooth process for our families. 
So 12 of the 14 children that were first made available are now adopted. They are with their loving forever family here in the United States, right? Correct. And is are there more now than the 14? I, I'm thinking of two out of the 14 that have not been adopted. What is the, the situation? Are they just waiting for, you're waiting for a family two families or maybe one family who wants two children to come along and say we are ready for a child? Yeah, we, of those original 14, we still have two children that we are eagerly seeking a family for. We've also had other children join the project since we started it. So um, I believe we have about 68 children who have been a part of the project over the last three years, and at least 40 are still waiting for families. So uh, we have quite a few family or quite a few children who are desperately in need of loving families. That's like a boom that uh, that many more children are part of it. Do you, is it that the Chinese government has decided that the project is working and they are allowing more children to be participating in it? Yeah, initially children were typically chosen to be made available for international adoption when they had needs that the Chinese government and the orphanage staff believed would be able to be adoptable and would would be able to find families. So kids with the more significant needs were not typically chosen, particularly when you're dealing with an orphanage that has limited resources. They may not be able to go through the financial process of doing the medical examinations and the the detailed paperwork for every child in their orphanage. And so they really focus on the kids that they think they have the best chance of helping. And over time, as we have shown, that these children and other children with more significant needs are able to find families, staff at the orphanages are starting now to kind of prepare additional files for these children and not automatically just um, discount them when when it comes time for the paperwork because of their needs. And this paperwork, is it pretty involved? Is there a lot to do? For the Chinese government or for for families? I guess just, yes, for the families to do. Okay. Yep. Um, For families, there is quite a bit of paperwork, but we are here to help you through it. There are um, just a lot of general things to prove that a family is appropriate and suitable for a child. So things like criminal clearances and medical forms and things like that that will will help to show that a family is in a good position to be able to adopt a child. And the families that have adopted these children, are they families that already have children or is this perhaps they're going to be their first child? We have families that are in both situations. We have many families who are already parenting children and decide that they want to provide for a child in another country who doesn't have one. And we also have families who this is their first child and they are specifically seeking adoption in order to grow their family. Again, that is such a beautiful thing to think of families opening their hearts in this way and wanting to grow themselves and with their families. It's just so incredible. And Here's another piece of it that I saw on the website, Bethany.org, where the families evidently uh, who have done these international adoptions with these special children have gotten together. They have created their own larger family, it seems. 
They have. They actually call themselves the Bamboo Cousins, and they are very closely linked um, through sites like Facebook and some of the other social media, but then they also have made a point of scheduling reunions once a year that allows them to actually meet face-to-face and for their children to spend time together. A lot of these children are from the same orphanage, so that can be a, a fun connection for these families and the children to have too, but they have just been an amazing support community for each other, and we are thrilled to be able to offer them as a support for other families that are coming in. Which is, yes, that is so wonderful to uh, have that additional support already there. And is Bethany active then in this, or is this something that the families have really created on their own and are pursuing that way? Yeah, we worked with one of the families who had adopted a child with Down syndrome to kind of initiate the group. They have kind of taken it and run with it, and it made it so much more than I think we had even dreamed that it would be. But we do stay in touch closely with those families, and as new families come in, we make sure that they have the contact information for the group so that they can join and get that that support. So it's a really a, a group effort there. And for yourself, Elizabeth, I imagine since this is an area that you focused on, you no doubt have met with at least some of these families, have you? Yes, I was privileged and blessed to be able to be there last year for their reunion and to meet several of these families face-to-face and just spend some time with them and their kids, and it was it was an amazing blessing. And what would the reunion be, or what was the experience of that? What was going on with it? Yeah, last year they started at a water park and just had a bunch of uh, bunch of fun running around and playing in the water and just being normal normal kids. Um, and then we also went to a facility called Gigi's Playhouse, which is a Down syndrome achievement center. And the kids had an opportunity to play there as well, but also for their families to learn a little bit about some basic types of activities that they can do with their children to help encourage and foster their development as far as some of the gross motor skills and things like that that, that will help these kids to thrive. So it was, it was really neat for them to kind of have the fun piece but squeeze a little bit of educational stuff in there too. Yes, that sounds so incredible. So I think what this really signals is that there's so much support. There's really a lot going on that is going to really help any family that wants to invite in a new member that uh, there's a lot of help that's going to be there for them. Yes, absolutely. And we are Um, working closely with those adoptive families and with the offices in each location to help families if they come in and are thinking this is something they might want to do, but they're not real familiar with what kind of support and resources around. We really work with them to try and help them identify some of the areas local to them um, so that they can can get connected to local communities in addition to our our U.S.-wide group. Elizabeth, if someone's hearing this and thinking, I want to know more. What would you suggest they need to do? The, one of the first things you can do is to check out our website. We do have a page specifically for the Bamboo Project, and that's at bethany.org. You're also very, very welcome to email china at bethany.org, and that email will come to our team, and we are happy to, to either email or to talk on the phone with any family that may be interested and to help share a little bit more and see if this might be the right fit for them.
And as you said, many more children are now part of the Bamboo Project, so there definitely is a great need, isn't there? There is. And uh, not only do we have children who are, are part of our project, we have about 40 who are waiting right now, but in China there are over 200 that are waiting. So even if none of the children that are part of our project are the right fit, there are many other children in China that are waiting right now. And would these children be infants, or are they older children, perhaps, uh, you know, children who are 6 to 10 years old? Yeah, the children range actually up to age 14. They age out of the adoption system in China when they turn 14 on their 14th birthday. So there are children in a wide age range there. We do most of the children who are part of our project and are who are being made available right now are children who are in that younger age range, but we can definitely help a family if there's a family interested in looking for a child who's in a little bit older age range. We are, are happy to assist with that as well. So a couple of things come to mind. One is uh, the financial aspect of it, that a family may feel that they really are drawn to this, and yet the burden of the cost of this might be something that is too much of a a hurdle to cross. Is that something that Bethany helps them with? Yes, we make every effort to help our families. It definitely is a costly process. Um, There are lots of fees to the agency and to the governments for the services that are provided as a part of the adoption. And so I know that's something that families really need to to take into consideration before starting out on the process. But we do everything that we can to help find a way for families to do that. We have a list of grant resources uh, that families may be able to to pursue. We also have some special grants and financial support here at Bethany to try and help these families. So we we do everything we can to, to keep the financial aspect from becoming an insurmountable burden. And Bethany is a nonprofit organization, so it's not as though anything is going on to generate money. That's where I think the rest of us who maybe are not called to be the parents to adopt these wonderful children can be involved in being a part of it by making donations. We would absolutely love any support if that's the direction that a family is feeling called to to help support the project. We are always seeking support that we can then use and pass on to our families. And that's a rather simple process really these days, isn't it, to to make that kind of a contribution? Yes, yes it is. Um, if Again, families can, can email China at Bethany.org, and we can easily direct them to, to the right person to help them with any donation they're interested in. Which is terrific. So many things along these lines. All of us have a way that we can be involved, and, and you're certainly helping us to be aware of that, Elizabeth. So thank you for that. So Bamboo Project is specifically focused on China is there something similar happening in other parts of the world? Is there a similar problem, I'm going to call it a problem, where other countries perhaps uh, feel that they don't accept the children who have these special needs? Yeah, I think that's something you're going to, to run into in a lot of countries. Um, we don't have anything specifically trying to meet that need necessarily in other countries, but we do see children with 
with Down syndrome and with some other needs in many of our other country programs. And that's something that I think we're always working to help educate our partners in the foreign countries to help them recognize and understand that children who may not have opportunities in their own country due to their special needs may have those opportunities here in the U.S. And so that is a, a very good point, isn't it? That there are so many other kinds of supports or a, a network of systems that help children with special needs, in this case with Down syndrome, the education and, and just what is available is still not available in other countries for many different reasons. So that is why it probably is important for us to adopt these children and bring them here. Yeah, a lot of the children just just don't have the same opportunities in their countries of origin. And some of that is lack of understanding. I mean, the U.S., we were there at the same place a few years ago where, you know, children who were born with Down syndrome would be sent to institutions. Families were were afraid to, to try and parent them, and we have come a long way. And I think a lot of other countries are maybe just a few years behind us and kind of thinking that and educating and recognizing and, and learning that. And we're hoping that through this project, one of the things that we can do is just kind of to, to help educate and help move countries forward in their understanding of Down syndrome. Which is, again, such an excellent part of this and uh, such a, a great need that exists because, of course, I, I don't know what the statistics are, but regardless of that, these children are born and are needing to be nurtured in the world. And we can see that they are loving children. Everyone has a role to play in our world, in our lives, right? Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. There's so much to be done, and it can be accomplished if we're all working together. Yes. And so here is what the the need is. And I think we've discovered that each of us who hears this has a, a role to play. We might be called to be an adoptive loving family, or we may be the ones who are the support system. There's just something that's available for each and every one of us because uh, we're all in this together, aren't we, Elizabeth? Yes. Yes, we are. There is a role for everyone, whether it's just learning about Down syndrome so that you can support someone in your community who may need that extra support, or whether it's making that commitment to a lifetime with a child. There is is a place for everyone in this. Yes, which is wonderful. So let's mention the website again, because that's an important source of good information for all of us. Yes, any information, um, anybody seeking information from Bethany, any of our country programs, but specifically our our Bamboo Project, can go to bethany.org. And there we can just, uh, there's that box where we can put in Bamboo Project if if we uh, aren't readily seeing that pop up for us, right? Correct, correct. We have um, a page dedicated to our China program in general, and we also have specific pages for our, our Bamboo Project that are all on that website. There's also great information about financing your adoption and some of those other aspects that families may be curious about as well. And so when you were with the families last year when they had the reunion, what was your takeaway from that? How did you feel about it, Elizabeth? I feel so incredibly blessed to be a part of this project, to be working with some incredible, amazing families, and to see the children 
a few years after they've they've come home. You know, they haven't been home very long, but we saw children who may have come home a year or two earlier, and just seeing the difference between their thriving here in the U.S. and the life that they were living in the orphanage just made a huge, huge impact on me to to see the difference that had been made in these children's lives. And that's all we need to know is how lives are changed. Uh, The children's for sure, as you're saying, but certainly the families too are being impacted, I think in a great way. There may be challenges, but aren't they thriving too by having this wonderful new life in their family? Yes, and they will all tell you that very passionately and enthusiastically how much in love they are with their children and what a blessing those children have been in their lives, how much joy they bring to their family, and how, how happy they are to have that child in their home. That is so beautiful. And that is why all of us, as we listen to this, need to have our hearts open to responding in whatever way we're called to be a part of it and make this continue to grow and really enrich all these lives, right? Yes. Well, Elizabeth McGinnis, it has been so wonderful to have you with us this morning. Thank you for your time. Thank you for doing this very important work in the world. Well, thank you for having me. It has been a true privilege to be here.